So we're we're ready to do this again. And now it feels warm in here again since I turned the air off. Or the air the fans off. It's warm in here. Thanks, springtime. I'm not feeling it. I know, you like warm better than I do, but I guess I'll be ready for hell. You're not going to hell. No, I don't believe in that kind of thing. Hell is on Earth! Mm-hmm. Thanks to global warming, it's going to browse our door. Well, all the weather is right outside the door, thanks to global warming. Mm-hmm. And on that note... Yay! So this is the seventh episode of Prophets of the Multiverse. Yes, it is. Lucky seven. Hmm. You believe in that kind of thing. And I do. I'm a dork. But, I do too. So. It's been a crazy week. You're Avi. Uh, yes, I am. And you're Mel. I am Mel. Yeah. That's me. So you've had a crazy week? Mm-hmm. Have I had a crazy week? Let me look at my notes. What do my notes say? Did my notes say crazy week? Yes! My notes say I did have a rough week. It's been a great weekend, so, you know. Yeah, it's, it, it really has. It, we haven't done a thing. <laughs> it really, no. It took that whole week and just etch a sketch that shit right away. And that was really good. So. <sighs> We're getting to work earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's. Thus, we're having to deal with more assholes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's going. <clears throat> the day job's flowing, mm -hmm. and, I'll, and I'll take it. I'll take the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, have them here. Coming to you like John and Yoko. <laughs> they weren't naked, were they? We're not naked. But, I mean... Well, I don't know. Pro she was probably naked. She's like a hit she? Well, they were both. I don't know. They were both two hairy motherfuckers. Oh, I think they were, you know, on the other side. Like, if you go, like, on the map of Candyland, if you go to Hipster, and then you go past that. Mm -hmm. I think that was John and Yoko. But anyway. <clears throat> they had hair everywhere, and they used to hide all their That bodyguard. was the 70s. That was mm -hmm. the 70s. You could have hair everywhere. But, yeah. I guess now we're not hairing everywhere. Do you know what I always wondered? What? Do pets think that we look weird because we just have one wild outgrowth on the top of our heads and everything else is trimmed or controlled? Even our pubes. I don't think cat I don't think pets think that. You don't think pets think that? Because they're they're natural and covered in hair. And there's more pets than there are people. <clears throat> more animals than people. So mm -hmm. do we look weird? Like to pets, do we look like the ugliest dog competition winners? No, I kind of wonder, you know, I think sometimes with a dog, if they'll see me naked, let's see I have balls, and I wonder what happened to the bears. You know, I wonder if, uh, here. Oh, that's mine, that's not a cat hair, it's mine. Uh, I lost my train of thought on that. Balls. 
Oh, yeah, I wonder, you know there's people that are really fascinated with animal balls? Do you know those people? The ones that he didn't name? No, 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 they're really fascinated. Like, <laughs> I had You a... laughed, there's some places that serve cow testicles. For no, I, you know what, I understand eating a part of the body better than um, <clears throat> the people that actually like to caress animal testicles not even in a sexual way it's just they're very soft what other way is there thank you i'm not one of them i don't subscribe to that because if it's a no-no area on a human then it's a no-no area on your pet that you treat like a child mm -hmm. so at the same time i had people close in my bloodline they were like look at the testicles on that dog and then you're like, God, oh, it's disgusting. And then you look, you're like, oh my God, those are huge testicles. You must breed that animal. Not you must. Like, yes, we need larger testicle animals. Just, you might obviously breed mm -hmm. that animal. I don't know. The mutt too movement. I, I don't. The mutt too. <laughs> my testicles are for my use only. Okay, this isn't even on track to what I wanted to do, but. For the, it's mutt too for the dogs, meow too for the cats. Meow too. Meow too. <coughs> I. You know, I'm less afraid of cat anus than you are. Um, I don't know why. I don't want it in my face. You've seen do it your entire life. Do you know what Tiger did to me today? Mm. I'm laying on the bed and I have my head on the pillow. I've taken domination of the pillow. Mm -hmm. So he comes up and he curls up with the pillow mm -hmm. and I hear. And I'm thinking, oh, you got tummy rumbles. I mean, he's farting because now I hear. I can't even. <laughs> Coming out of his tight, tight little kitty asshole. Did he lift his leg? Did he no, he didn't. He had his tail tucked close. Did he lean I guess somewhere? he was. That was his trying to be silent but deadly. Or I'm an old man and can't control it because his tail was super close. But my face is right in his tummy. I'm like, that's just, goddammit. it. So it yeah. Smell? I didn't smell anything, but after I figured out what I was hearing, I was like, mm, turned my head, and he was just kind of like, ah. Oh. So it must have been the softness of the pillow that just allowed his bowels to relax. Whatever. So that was, that happened. It's, Cat better, than, it's better than shit. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> shit of any kind. Honestly. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Okay, so what we did this weekend, wait, last weekend, yes, right? last Sunday night, we went and saw Us. Jordan Peele's new psychological thriller. You know, I don't, I guess the popular flavor of haterade out there right now is, oh, Jordan Peele did anything. I'm sorry, they're very good. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, I asked her, I said, have you seen it yet? And she's like, no, it looks scary shit, and I'm not going to see it. She doesn't do scary movies anymore, uh, for personal reasons, I'm sure. But, um, I was like, yeah, it's legitimately scary. I was, uh, I was on edge. It is complicated. It's very complicated. Yeah, I was confused. I needed you to explain it to me what was going on in the end. But, I mean, it's, uh, it's so... Reference saturated. And 
you can either go, I'm using so many references so I'm not relying on my own ideas, or, and this is the road I think he took, you use so many references in building your yellow brick road that it has made it absolutely masterful and you have to catch them all. They're, they're coming at you so fast. Did you think this better than Get Out? I liked it better than Get Out. That doesn't mean I didn't like Get Out. I just thought that this was a lot more... Um, no, I know, I know you loved Get Out. I mean, Get Out was fantastic. But I liked this better. I, I don't know if I just... I thought it was scarier. I thought that the main antagonist slash protagonist... So this is the official spoiler warning. Because we're going to talk about all of it. I'm not... Yeah. Everybody's everywhere. I had to actively avoid spoilers the week after it was released. Mm -hmm. I had to stay off of YouTube and stay off of certain podcasts. I couldn't listen to certain podcasts. Certain that, parts of Saturday Night Live. Yeah, we had to skip a Saturday Night Live skit last week because we hadn't seen it yet. And it had just <laughs> come out. But um, I will say this. I liked Get Out better. Really? Well, I, I, this was very confusing to me. It really was. Okay. If it wasn't for you there explaining to me, I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? Okay, what was one part that confused you? Uh, the ending when everyone underneath the ground is doing the exact same thing as everyone on top of the ground. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I have, that's on my list of, of things that, after I watched the movie, I just saturated myself with all of these videos the hidden meaning and the alternate you know uh or like there's the explanation of the ending and then there's the alternate theory that you know here's all kinds of points that you've missed that indicate that this is actually what happened absolutely fantastic and there's some things that they didn't hit on so do we want to do like the five second summary yeah you do it you you do a five second summary okay so there's family, and there's a little girl that shows she was traumatized when she was younger because she ran into her doppelganger and nobody believed her. She grew up... At a fun house. At a fun house, but this is a short summary. Yeah. So they're, as adults, they're going back to that beach, you know, now with her children, um, and then doppelgangers rise up and start to take over. Mm -hmm. um, they think it's just them at first. And then find out that it's other families, and then come to find out doppelgangers have taken over the world. Um, we can explain a lot about this country. So, there was a whole lot um, that was said about the doppelgangers are referred to as the tethers. And the idea is that um, tethers were initially clones. That were created to, and I wonder how that's going to come across because the air conditioning just stopped and I will not turn it off. So the tethers were created as clones of people on the surface, of, of the surface people, to control them. Mm -hmm. um, that was either scrapped, got out of hand, didn't work right, whatever. Mm -hmm. So now you have a whole underground network. And I immediately thought of all those conspiracy theory videos, because I'm a conspiracy theory junkie. I'm not like one of those weird-ass survivalist people. I'm not saying I buy into all of them, but 
I do love conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. So all those conspiracy theories about the underground networks and, um, God, I should have looked that shit up when I was looking shit up, was those uh, weird ops missions that, you know, were supposedly going on in plain sight, whatever. Um, But all those underground tunnels and networks or whatever that were never used, that's where the tethers reside. And, um, yeah. I can't speak. Well, they were abandoned. Yes. Along with uh, laboratory rabbits. So all these albino rabbits, um, which are able to breed on their own and run amok and run out of control, uh, very much is what happened to the tethers. So one thing that... When, when the tethers come up, uh, when it's first presented, it's presented as the family, and I don't remember their last name uh, off the top, but it's the four, the four of them. Yeah. And the four, when they're first, they're uh, introduced like intruders, and uh, I'm scatterbrained because I'm full of dinner and alcohol. So. And the tethers are really... Uh... Maniacal. You know what? Okay, so I'll just jump right into the theory. Um, because there's already so many fucking theories. What I haven't heard was how the tethers represent the economic divide. And before you're really clued in to the big reveal at the end, and it's so funny because it's broad enough that it really hits you where you feel Uh social division. So where it hit me was economic divide. Yeah. Um, when Adelaide's uh, tether, Red, she's called Red, um, when Red comes up, Adelaide has beautiful, done hair, clean teeth, nice clothes, mm-hmm. um, speaks well. And Red looks Red, like in prison. Red has natural hair yeah. that's never been done. She has grimy teeth. Uh, she does not speak well. She's wearing a uniformed jumpsuit. She's wearing sandals that very much look like, you know, just poor shitty homeless people sandals. Yeah. Um, so right there, it's presented as an economic difference. And she says in the movie, I'll never fucking forget it, where she says that, you know, the beautiful, you know, beautiful you, or whatever, however she referred to her, was that, you know, when the beautiful girl got married I had to get married and then the beautiful girl had a child I had to have a child and then the beautiful girl had a son I had to have a son it was so apparent how the surface people or the people with the haves had a choice in how to run their lives and the tethers or people on the have-nots on the lower economic divide they don't have a choice People are either in relationships or in partnerships or in roommates agreements. They're with people out of necessity. Um, they do things because they're supposed to. They don't do things mindfully. Um, they have a choice but to keep the, a child that they may or may not want or they've had. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was very much the tethers were choiceless in their lives where the surface people, they got to make all the decisions and it directly affected the tethers. I, I, I will say, the surface people, I liked how P 
heal or train them. Uh, the African American family was a wealthy, was obviously a well to do family. They were well off. Mm-hmm. But they're very. No, that's the main. Those are our main characters. Yeah, they were very down to earth. Mm-hmm. Whereas the um, white people were pretty much. You know, they were just like, they were. Yeah, I, I just think that was a character study in sympathy, yeah. making your main characters sympathetic. And then I don't care what movie or what cast or what color, your rich neighbors are obnoxious dickheads. Yes. That's just how oh, it is. Oh, darling. We should have the hemp in for a weekend. I'm, I'm three glasses in this bottle of wine or whatever the hell, you know. This caviar is not fresh, dear. I hate this, Madame Mary, too. Are we going to the blah, 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 you twat? So, anyway, yeah. And, yeah. and the uh, the white lady was, for most, most people who are fans of Mad Men, was played by Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. And uh, she probably had the funniest moment, spoiler, where she tells Alexa to call the police. That was so fantastic when you're trying to, and, uh, okay, so the tethers, the tethers are, they want the surface people's lives. <clears throat> they want to live their lives. They just want to take their place. And during that sequence, before the big reveal, it was extremely, you know, you have everything and now it's our turn to have it. We want it. Mm-hmm. And I very much... <laughs> We need a clicker for how many times I say very much. I can already tell it's been like six times. Um, you could tell that it was the fear that rich people have of poor people. Mm-hmm. The fear that the affluent have of, you know, common people. The, you know, the 98% or 99%. You can tell that's very much what I saw. My eyes kind of laughed because we were just hearing about the technical difficulties with my technology. And she says, hey, Alexa, play, uh, call the police. And Alexa, Alexa says, call the police. Fuck the police. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, Alexa says, says play Fuck the Police by NWA. And then she just dies. So. That was fantastic. <laughs> it, was, it, was a great, it was a great moment. And, uh, so true about technical flaws these days. You know what? I still love... It's really ironic because I think that my Google might have something against you. Because I got up this morning... And I'm doing whatever. And my Google Assistant's working fine. Mm-hmm. Yes, my Empress of Darkness. Set your timer, set the alarm, set my event. I set my event for my next Pokemon event day. So it'll go <laughs> off and I'll be aware of it. But whenever I'm with you, it's like, hail a cab. I never hail a cab. What? <laughs> I said, call Brad. And it just acts up around you. Call so Brad. Yeah, I don't know Brad, which oh. is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, it just acts up around you. It knows that you're techist. Mm-hmm. Are you techist? Is that like racist, sexist, ageist techist? I believe in doing it on your own without so much technology. You should absolutely know. People that don't know how to do things on their own are aliens to me. But I grew up an only child latchkey kid. I had to fucking figure it out. Or it wasn't going to get done. What seems so foreign to me now mm-hmm. is grocery pickup. I almost ordered my groceries for delivery today. Well, that's understandable. I mean, you know, you don't do it until it's... Just, I mean, you know, if you're doing it all the time... I would do it all the time. I would not do it all the time because it would probably cost more. That's one reason why I don't is the cost. 
But a friend of mine does that, but it's just a whole lot more convenient because she's having a lot of health issues. So it's easier to have some groceries brought to the house. I got news for you. If you got a family full of five fucking kids, you need to get them the hell out of the house and do some exercise. So they need to go out shopping. Yeah, and then the rest of us get tortured with that shit. Yes. But, so anyway, about back to the movie Us. Mm-hmm. Another symbol or theme that was um, presented that I've only heard a little bit about and not nearly enough of was the Alice in Wonderland theme. And it was um, displayed in the White Rabbits when Adelaide goes to the fun house She goes when she goes down the stairs. She's looking glass. She goes, yeah, she very much goes past the wall of mirrors through the looking glass and what she found there. Um, when she opens the door, there's a white rabbit there. Um, and then the people that are the tethers and they're down in the tunnels, it looks like an insane asylum. Mm -hmm. Then they show you what they're doing, their surface people are doing. But in the social context of surface people, in the social context of haves, it looks normal. But when the have-nots do it, it looks crazy. Plus, and I don't know if you noticed this, you got things back in the first scene. When she's walking towards the fun house, she passes the drifter. Mm-hmm. Who looks like the Mad Hatter. You think so? Oh, yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. I could see that very much being a symbol of the Mad Hatter. Because also, he was carrying that, you know, uh, what was the... He was carrying a sign. It was a sign, but... I don't remember what it was quoting, but it was 1111. And there was 1111s everywhere, but that's very reminiscent of Mad Hatter's numbers on his hat. Yeah, it was a Bible reference, I think. It was a Bible reference, but I don't remember if it was... Probably John. I don't... I want to say it started with L, but I don't... That I don't remember. Luke. I... Leviathan. I don't... I don't... I don't know. Anyway. So... I just saw a whole lot of Alice in Wonderland and how the uh, the tethers were out of control of their actions and very much subject to whatever the surface people were doing. And then her identity clash mm -hmm. that happened uh, in Underland mm -hmm. or Wonderland or, you know, Tetherland or however you want to. I just thought that that was a widely overlooked um, reference. You know, it was like a classical literature reference that I thought was used to such, ah, oh, used so well. So, I listened to a podcast today, which I won't name, but I unsubscribed. Because these bitches. Sometimes, somebody says something and I'm done. And I can tolerate, I, I watch, I, I, look. I don't want people to look at my YouTube history. I watch some crazy stuff. You know? I don't want people to look at my, my internet history, period. Right. I don't want, yeah, but I'm just saying that, you know, my medical videos and dark web documentaries and conspiracy theories <coughs> don't know that shit about me. So for you to say something to such an effect that I'm done. So I put off listening to this podcast. And especially, I get to listen to stuff at the day job. But people haven't been leaving me alone lately. It's caused much, much frustration on my part. Um, and so I finally got a chance to listen to it today. 
and five minutes into it, this person is like, well, I thought that Jordan Peele focused too much on the tethers, that the story really got away from him, and because they weren't human. And everything that she cited is wrong with them was just illustrating. I just, I just wanted to go, you're what's wrong with the world. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. I could get an entire tirade of, you know, that fucking line from Ever After was first you make criminals and then you punish them. You know, they made the tethers and now they're suffer and now they suffer. So... And then they started going on this, um, they didn't even pronounce Tuskegee right. <clears throat> the Tuskegee experiments. Mm -hmm. And so they just completely overlooked the whole idea that, or she just blew off the concept that the government would experiment on people. And I was like, you must be fucking joking me. What is your life like? What is your life like? That you just don't understand or know about any of these things. They've done it for years. So, first of all, first of all, the Tuskegee experiments was on syphilis. It was officially called the Tuskegee Study of Untreated Syphilis in the Negro Male. That's what they called it. And it started in 1932 and went to 1972, and they just let people die from it. So, it, it's, I mean, eugenics, um, Carrie Buck which you can find a book about her. She was, you know, considered um, slow. And uh, she was pregnant at the time. Her mother was, you know, a young unwed mother. She was considered slow. I would say her grandmother was also institutionalized. And she was considered slow. When really it was just, like, institutionalized, um, not intellectual identity. There was no resources. They, they, they didn't care about what happened to those kinds of people until they got in the way. Until one of them fucked their, you know, rich son and then got pregnant with his baby. And then she became a problem. Um, I, I just, I can't even... The forced sterilization that they've done throughout the entirety of the 20th century. Um, God, did I find one that they've done? Yeah. Sterilization of 150 female inmates from 2006 to 2010 in California. You know, they used to call them Mississippi appendectomies. A Mississippi appendectomy was a forced hysterectomy. Of course, that I just cut wildly from subject to subject. I think they used to do that a lot with North America Indian women, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they did that. That's part of genocide. When you're yeah. trying to change, alter, or eliminate a bloodline. Mm -hmm. is That's part of genocide. So, and... Uh, a lot of people don't realize that the Nazis got eugenics from us. We practiced eugenics. Hellog and Carnegie and all these people at the turn of the century, 1900s, such not, and had all this money. Eugenics was their big experiment for perfecting the white race. And so in California, along the West Coast, they focused on anti-Asian and anti-Latin efforts and of course in the American South it was anti African American. Was the North anti Irish? I I don't know. I don't know. I didn't run across that. I was incensed. I bet it's probably what it is. Or anti Italian. Maybe. Maybe. Um but anti Jew. Yeah. 
probably that also as well. Um, I was incensed when I started looking this up. These are things I'd already read about, but I wanted to make sure I got facts down on paper because I was so angry mm. when I heard this person say that. And how, and I'm like, you're, you're proving the point. You're proving the point of the underground system of people who have been experimented on and are ignored and are treated like nothing. You're the reason. So that just, I was immensely incensed. But I love the movie. <laughs> I adore the movie so much. And it, it hit so many things, but it immediately, it made you uncomfortable. And where it hit me in the economic divide, how did it make you uncomfortable? It made me uncomfortable because that's... Our issues with race are all too real. And it basically hits you on the head with it in the movie. Yeah, yeah. It can't it can be that way. I don't so much think it's... It wasn't... But see, for me it was not just race it was you know the economics, economics. Well, economic, well here's another thing i'm trying to i mean people the tethers are like fucking animals mm -hmm. the poor they, people the poor people who were given no resources given no direction nothing like that they were like a rabid wolf pack they, they were left to their own devices yeah because nobody gave a shit they were not surface people so they did not care you know, they, they were left to their own devices and because, and then that's where the fear of, the fear that rich people or the people that have people in power, um, they're worried about a red coming up and bringing the poor people with her to this equality. You know, this is mm -hmm. ours too. Why can't I have it also? You know, you got to make choices. Things happened to me. It really hit me. Right in, right in a tender spot, you know, and uh, it was just it was extremely extremely good. I I adore it. I can't wait to watch again. Just put it out so I can buy it already. He's a genius. I think I put it on Facebook of like Jordan Peele shits complex vocabulary words, and just exudes brain cells and makes flowers go around him. And he's amazing. He's a brilliant writer. But yes. I've known that since Key and Peele season one. I've known it. So I'm just super excited about this and whatever he's going to do next. Twilight Zone. Is he writing it? Yeah, he's he's, create, he, he's, he's, he's creating all these episodes? Yeah. Then I'm excited about it. I'd want to see it. <clears throat> so, yeah. A lot of them are, from what I've read about in the entertainment movie, thanks to my co-worker, are... Uh, <laughs> I know the one you're talking about. Our repeat of the original version of the, the 60s. Hmm. So, yes, that's about us. Okay. So, this past week we saw the Joker, the poster, and the trailer, and you've got opinions. Mm hmm. Please. I think it's the right actor playing the role. Okay. Um, original has been Leonardo DiCaprio, and I don't think I think he's too much of a pretty boy to play the Joker. Okay. Uh, whereas you know Joaquin Phoenix has a history of playing insane, crazy people. Yeah. And he'd be the perfect candidate for playing an insane, crazy madman. 
Yeah. And I will say this, and I'm, I'm, it's not like the vintage Joker. Okay. Um, it's not, we're not seeing him, and apparently we, we barely see him with white makeup on. Yeah. Or the, um, the pink, was the pink suit? I one. think so. Yeah. We, we didn't see, we didn't see that. Uh, we saw the white makeup a little bit. Color in his eyes. We didn't, see, we didn't see him with color with color hair. There's a scene where he's like coloring his hair, but I I had to watch it a second time to know that's what he was doing because yeah. the stain is running down his forehead, but it's so subtle, <clears throat> and I like how subtle it is. I do want to see what his mother is like. You know, that's the only reason I'm dreading it is watching this Norman Bates idea play out. Yeah, but you know who's playing his mother. Yeah. Francis Conroy from Yeah, I I really American like Story, yeah. everything that she does. Anything that she's in, I really enjoy. And she's played psychotic mothers in the American Horror Story. Well, I'm bringing my own issues to the table on this. I'm dreading sitting through that. It'd be fantastic, I'm mm -hmm. sure. I'm dreading sitting through it. Okay. I mean... Uh, another thing I had, the one thing I only had an issue with was the guy's directing his Todd Phillips. Uh huh. His work is mostly comedy. Yeah. And the Hangover is his most famous films. I think old school. Okay. So I'm kind of wondering why he was chosen to do this. Originally it was Martin Scorsese, which I would have gone. Yeah. I would have found Warner Brothers, I would have given him the whole mint <laughs> to do whatever, but. <clears throat> so, and in this moment, you're the Joker's name. And you have opinions. I want to know what the camp is this name. Because I believe, and I could be wrong, and I might be wrong. You're probably not, but go ahead. We were told throughout our, to our whole entire life that this dude had no identity, that he was a stand up comic mm -hmm. who, when they lost his mind, uh, and fell in the batch of the at the East Chemical Plant and yeah. went insane. Um, if they were going to reveal the name, it would have been in, in the Killing Joke, mm -hmm. where they told us all backstory. Mm -hmm. They told everything but his name and his wife's name. Um. I, I borrowed that from the library again, so I can read it again. I don't think he's going to be the Red Hood in this movie. I don't think so either. But, could be wrong. Um, I will wonder if they're going to mention anything about Batman, though. Uh, they've... I've watched a lot of YouTube about this preview, too. And there's a lot of Wayne and Kane and all kinds of shit in there. I hope it's not Ben Affleck, that's all I gotta say. No, I don't think that they're gonna do that to us. There's no Batfleck. Go back to Batbale. Uh, what? Huh? What? No, I'm still no Batfleck. No Batfleck. But no, this is a, a different... Different entirely. So it's a standalone movie. Yeah. And it has no Harley Quinn either. Nope, nope, nope. She was a late addition. Like, like, 1990s. Yes, she's 1990s creation. 
Yep, for a totally different Joker. <clears throat> for the Mark Hamill Joker. Yeah, yeah, for the Mark Hamill Joker. Um, yeah, so I mean, I'm very... The Joker is a symbol of what's, you know, boiling under the surface, you know. Joker is issues with mental health these days. Yeah, yeah, that can be it. That can't be it. But, I mean, if you look how he's evolved in all the different iterations of it, it's just, it's like, how how is our anger boiling under the surface right now? You know? Mm-hmm. So this is going to be interesting to see, you know. I want to change the topic a little because there was one of the other, other trailer we saw mm-hmm. that you didn't mention in your notes. We, oh. we saw a, for a trailer for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, well, yeah, we've talked about Tarantino. But maybe not about that movie. No. Okay. I'm wrong. Go ahead. Please. I'm not saying you're wrong. No, it's just go yeah. on. <clears throat> I'm very excited to see that movie. I, I am also as well. Because, I mean, I want to see how they're going to kill Margaret Wright. Spoiler alert. Sharon Tate dies this movie. <laughs> yeah, spoiler. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> also, Bruce Lee's in it. Watch out. <laughs> Yeah. That looks beyond comical. That looks fantastic. It looks fantastic. I cannot wait. And apparently Bruce Lee's daughter is doing a movie about him for Netflix. I probably wouldn't do movies if I was a member of the Lee family, but just saying. No, she, she wrote the movie. She's don't, not don't acting. care. Don't care. She's not acting. <laughs> don't care. Don't care. So there's going to be a lot of good films coming out pretty soon. Yes. Oh, American Horror Story. Evan Peters is going to be in it. I don't know how I feel about it, and I'm upset. They gotta get. They gotta write him off somehow. Do they have to write him off? I think so. He's been a part of every season. Yes, I know. He's been fantastic in every season, and and I and I just think about how little he was in Apocalypse, season eight, right? I wouldn't say he was. Uh, well, he played so many character. He, he he played so many characters in season eight. He played, uh, like, three or four characters, didn't he? But he wasn't part of, like, the Coven and the Church of Satan. And... No, he was the gay hairstylist. Right, and he ended up dying at least halfway through. He was the rich guy from Hotel. Right, but I just mean in Apocalypse. Yeah. As far as getting used to... No, I'm not, no, I mean is he played three different roles, and one of those roles was in the, the cameo of the rich guy from the, from the hotel when they went to get, uh, what's her name back? Oh, Queenie. Queenie, yes. You're right. And then he played like one of those asshole douchebags who tried to rule, who tried to rule the whole world. He did. You know, it's, it's sad. That he's not going to be part of the part of the, the last year. Is is it the last year? It's the he said it's going to be nine seasons, right? I don't know. No, I don't know. Well, if they do write him off, I'm hoping Sarah Paulson's the one that kills him because that's just just fitting. Or Jessica Lange. Well, like you said, it's sad, and I'm yeah. sad. That's that. That was my driving point. Is that I'm sad about it. I'm upset. Now here's a question, though. Mm-hmm. How would you feel if they replaced him with Michael C. Hall? 
Oh god, that gives me a confuse. I love he, Michael C. Hall. He pretty much is a younger, younger version of Bill C. Hall. <laughs> He has that stare. It, it won't happen, but god damn it, that would be fucking hot. <laughs> what? It would. It would. Okay, so it's nonsense time, which mm -hmm. sounds fucking awesome. So, and it looks like it's going to run into the next topic. But I had a rough week. Do you have a rough week? Everyone can have, but my job is rough. Did you explicitly have anything you wanted to talk about about having a rough week? No, um, it's the same thing I talk about all the time. Okay. I have mental issues, uh, and I come to grips with them, you know. There, I'm gonna have good and bad days. Word. But, you know, I can't, like, you know, we have to talk about it after work because otherwise, you know, I can't say curse words in front of my boss. I can't say hell. <sighs> Your boss is so weird. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't use a lot of profanity at all. Mm-hmm. If hardly ever. A lot, especially now. Used to be, when I first started working there, I didn't, yeah. A lot. I also got to understand that, you know, cursing out, saying curse words and anger is better than, you know, taking a golf club and the shit out of somebody. So. Yeah, that's that's still how they feel about it. That's true. You're, you're releasing your anger that's in a true. safer way. That's true. And I started feeling not well from holding in my my frustrations. Oh, okay. I gotcha. So I just don't care no more. I don't try not to care as much. Well, I mean, there's only so much that you can internalize. Yeah. With work. <clears throat> you have an issue because you have a lot of uh, pardon the, the expression here. Uh, just say it. Social misfit dumb fucks. Oh, I thought you meant me. Yeah, no, I have social anxiety. That'll be coming up soon. But my rough week was my cat punched me in the eyeball. Mm hmm So, but I didn't get an ocular infection, so that's a good news. But yeah, my, my kitty cat punched me right in the eyeball. Not the eyelid mm -hmm. or the socket or anything. Eyeball. Soft paw right out squishy on the eye. And I couldn't mm -hmm. go back to sleep to save my life. And I had to rinse out my eye. So I'm sure what happened was we were sharing the pillow. Mm -hmm. And he went to stretch. And I got kangarooed right in the fucking face. <laughs> it's funny now. But in the complete dark, it activated my cones and rods. And I saw a pink paw. Mm. So I saw his paw at the point of impact. Well, and let me explain this to our listeners too. Another reason we have crazy weeks is because we have people that work there that shouldn't be qualified to do jury duty, let alone work at our place. Okay. And it makes everything, it makes the simplest tasks a hundred times harder. Yeah. 
Well, then I, we'll just run right into social anxiety. So I've, I've got, I have really bad social anxiety and, um, and a lot of it goes away. It takes me super long time to warm up to people, even, even people I know and especially people I know. I don't know why. It just takes me a really long time. And then once I've warmed up, I'm good. Mm -hmm. Um, but they keep throwing new people in, new people in, new people in. Um, if I'm having personal stress, then that's the first place it hits me is in the socials, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and this past week there was, there was a lot being asked of my boss and his assistant lead, whatever the fuck. Um, me being the only other person that knew how to do the process that I was on. Three new people are on it. And two of them I could handle just fine. And I, I just take a leadership role and I don't mean to. Um, and I don't want to. It just happens. Yeah. To give you guys an idea of how rough our week was, we did something that we never do. That's after work one day we went on an alcohol run. Yeah, we went on an alcohol run. And, um, but this one person really just hit all my buttons. Mm -hmm. She would sneak up on you, stick shit in your face, be loud, um, say really, it was like dealing with a middle schooler, say embarrassing things loud for everybody to hear and it it was like intimidation and I had a one time that made me realize how basic psychology is it's all in your fucking lizard brain where I was watching cats interact and this alpha male that I had at one time um, was intimidating the, uh, the other cat and and he spread out where the other cat wanted to be super confident stretched out wide all but fingers in the air and i was like that is a flat out intimidation technique occupying the space i was like that is lizard brain basic shit this bitch was i don't even think it was malicious Which is worse. If she was malicious, then I would at least have some arrows to throw back. Mm. She's just dumb. And I think in the uh, can't do much about it way, <clears throat> you know, not in the I have, I have a lot to learn. She very much comes across as a middle schooler. So she would just say loud things like, did you make that? It's fucking netting with yeah. spiders on it. And it's the netting that the plastic spiders came in. And I used a stapler. That's it. It wasn't a cake. You know, it wasn't a craft. You know, it was just some shit on my wall. I have a little banner of Jurassic dinosaurs that has more effort put into it than I put in that shit. But she just started pointing at things on my desk. That's neat. Do you make that? That's neat. And I'm just... So now everybody's looking at her do this. Pick apart my space intimidating by occupying my space 
I know that she wasn't ob being obvious to do that. Um, at the same time, she's just extremely childish. And, and I have a hard time with interruptions and, and things like that. The nature of what I do, a lot of people um, just sit there and do the job. And that's very much what I need. I need, I need the isolation. There's no privacy mm. where we work. There's no... <coughs> you can see everybody, and, and a hard fart will raise you up high enough to see everything else. You can hear people within, within shouting distance, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and I saw her startle this, uh, the woman I was sitting next to. And put something in her face, and she's just laughing really loud. I look right at her, and I go, you better not do that to me. And everyone starts laughing, and all I can think was, you see my face? I'm not laughing. You better not do it to me. What does she do? She fucking does it to me. And at this point, at the end of the day, I'm edgy. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm edgy, and I can't sleep. And I actually fucking lost sleep trying to think about how I was going to deal with this. And you don't drink coffee at work, so it makes you, that shows you how edgy you are. It just, just made me so jumpy. Mm -hmm. Because she just stands there. Or she comes up and bangs on shit. And I, I really needed this isolation break this weekend. I needed it so bad to not see another living soul. Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished, which such a relief. Plus, I'm not going to be doing the job that they're doing anymore. And uh, I'm exhausted just remembering it. It was extremely difficult <clears throat> to deal with. And, and sometimes I think, oh, you know, I'm better. You know, I had told my boss earlier in the week, dude, I'm socially exhausted. This is going to be hard. And... He was like, oh, you know, well, I just, you know, you know, I appreciate your help and you're doing a good job, right? So I go up to him Thursday or something and I'm like, dude, I'm like this. I, I need to know when A, B, and C is going to happen so D isn't my problem anymore. And he's like, well, it's not your problem. And I just looked at him and I hope that my look conveyed, bitch, you made it my problem. And everybody's making it my problem because they're all telling her come to me. Mm -hmm. So, thankfully, she got put close to the boss and he got to get in her ass about, why aren't you doing your job? Why aren't you doing your job? Because she would come over, I would have work to do. And she'd be like, so we don't have any more work? Do you see this stack of work? Uh, and, and just and being loud and startling, intimidating, occupying space, shit like that. I just, oh God, I'm already re-exhausted just remembering it. So it's not going to be my issue anymore. Yeah. Good. Let's um, move on. But yeah. So, I mean, it's something that I thought I got over <clears throat> or that I thought the situation had removed me from. But that's just how I, I realize I'm going to be dealing with people like that from now on. So. 
It doesn't help that this place does not do interviews for jobs. Um, yeah, they kind of sea monkey it. Mm-hmm. You know, they just throw you in the water and want to grow. grow. <laughs> and, and then, you know, you either die off or... I don't, I've never had sea monkeys, so I don't know. But... Nice reference, by the way. Why, thank you. So, I just, um, I was completely out of social currency. It's something I didn't think I'd have to deal with again, or ever, or in the same way, and it's always going to be that way. So, yay for mental issue follow-up. Cool. Okay, so we're going to talk about writing. (laughs) applause um it's NaNoWriMo my NaNoWriMo planet also at camp for some reason I decided that April camp would be good to sign up for Mm -hmm. but in camp you get to decide your goal so I made my goal half right yeah 25,000 words which I've done 255 Okay. Um, the subject is turning out to be a lot more intimate than I planned it to be. It was from a writing prompt. Okay. So, how's your writing going? Slow. You uh, had said that you got some done this weekend. Yes, I did. Which is great news. <clears throat> but, uh... I want to be doing more. I just don't have the energy. Or have the brain capacity to figure out what the hell to write about next. Mm. Oh. Can you write about next in your, uh, well, in the context of your story? Yes. Okay. Uh, I find it more easier to do now thanks to these new tools that we've gotten. The word processors. Yes. Funny um, that that came up on in the Facebook group was who's using a typewriter, and somebody else put up they're using Alpha Smart, and I'm like I love Alpha Smart so much I bought two of them and you know it's fantastic and somebody else put up there like I called it the Terminator because it's such an old typewriter had the electronic display. Took a ream of paper, takes ribbon and everything, and I'm like, that's rad. I was like, I hear the Terminator theme. Dun, 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 dun. I was like, that's fucking amazing. It's it's a boss machine. Uh, so, so what do they actually call an actual old metal typewriter? Nobody's got an old metal typewriter. It's there somewhere. It's in the Smithsonian. You know, um, <coughs> the last typewriter typewriter I had was an electronic typewriter. And I remember I was going to have this idyllic moment um, when I had a house and I had a separate writing room and I had uh, two desks. I had my computer desk, right, with all my shit in it. Mm. And then I had this beautiful wood antique desk. I replaced the hardware on it. It was absolutely amazing. I had a typewriter on it, right? Yeah. So I have the windows open, and kids are playing outside, 
and I'm like, dude, this is, I've reached the mountaintop. This is a beautiful moment I'm going to write. And dum, 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 dum. the neighborhood kids stopped to see what was banging. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I kind of cowered in my little hole a little bit. Some of the machine gun. <laughs> it did sound a bit, yeah, percussive. Yeah. It was aggressively percussive. Delicious sound, aggressively percussive. Mm. So that's something that the Alpha Smart delivers is that nice stable tapping yeah. without being percussive. Um, you can still get traction because it's not laptop style keys. You can still go fast because they're not old keyboard hall style keys, you know. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that was a beautiful moment that was ruined by reality. So what are you reading right now? I'm not really reading anything. No? Okay. <laughs> Do you plan on reading anything? I don't know. You don't? Okay. Well, I had... Um, I've got real frustrated with print books. Um, borrowing them from the library. Because it's such a pain in the ass. I'm spoiled. Now everything is really close walking distance mm. that if it's nearly the distance going to work, then that's going to work distance and I don't want to. So I'm kind of spoiled now. I, I see that. Now I realize this. And, um, and it's really hard to get to the library to return print books. So I, I retooled my tablet, <coughs> took a bunch of programs off, put some programs on, made sure I could run it on airplane mode, blah, blah, and borrowed some library books that way. And I was like, okay, well, this will be a good time to catch up on Pulitzer Prize winning fiction. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, and the winner last year is Less. And I don't remember who wrote it, but it's just called Less, L-E-S-S. Um, I, I quit reading it. Why? It... It's not bad. It just didn't grab me. See, that's the same reason I stopped reading uh, Tell All. Yeah. It was, um, Les was about Arthur Les and and he's a writer and he's doing these writerly things and having these sexual adventures not even anything so salacious as that. These are just things that are happening to Arthur Less. And I just, I had a hard time finding, there wasn't anything super fantastic in the prose. There wasn't anything super fantastic about this character. There was really nothing, anything super fantastic about what was happening that made me go, God damn, this is a good piece of art. So I don't know whose who's bone that tickled, but it, meh, mm. meh. So I went back to borrow um, Beloved by Toni Morrison. I have to finish it. I've, I started it. I started it in audio. Uh, so I'm going to finish it in print. Was it narrated by Oprah Winfrey? No. It's in print. No, the audio is I know. I, I only get Toni Morrison read by Toni Morrison. Nice try. Well, I know she did a movie. Just... Yeah, I know. 
I know. I know she did. I didn't see the movie. But, um... No notes on the movie. That's why. <laughs> I'm sure plenty of people saw the movie. I just mm. didn't. Um... It got bad reviews. It did? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Probably because the subject matter seems so emotional that I'm sure it was hard to pin down on mm -hmm. film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um... And then I have The Road by Cormac McCarthy. Cormac, yeah. Yeah. The Road. I haven't had time to do a lot of reading. Uh, I want to try to get into reading at night. Again. It seems like I get a lot done that way. And I can, and I can wind down really well. Okay. So, yeah. That's, I guess that's all I have on that one. That this week is meh. Writing and reading? Yeah, still there. Mm. Still like it. That's our whole week in a nutshell. <laughs> Open to the nutshell. I'll get out of this nutshell. <laughs> Crack it. <laughs> That'd do it. Okay, so that, that tone went downhill once we turned out the brightest light and are basically operating by this LED camp light mm -hmm. on my notes. And you can tell the tone went oh, down. And it went mellow. But yeah, that's I guess that's all that we have. Yeah. That's all that's all needs to be said. Yeah. Went uh, on went on about movies. And I still have social anxiety problems. We all have social anxiety problems. You know what? No, we all don't. We all we all don't. Um, well, we all have problems. That's true. That's true. And anyone who says they don't have problems They're a liar and that's their problem. Yes. That's correct. They're so sociopath. They wish they were a sociopath. Shit. And, like, my problems, anyway, ones always seem to come up when the new week begins. You know, I heard somewhere that, like, 75% of Americans have Sunday night anxiety. I've always had Sunday night anxiety. Even if there was only a, a brief moment in time I didn't have Sunday night anxiety, and that was doing a job that I adored, and it paid well for the time, mm -hmm. and my boss was absolutely amazing. The people I worked with were fucked, but everything that was important was on point, mm. and I didn't dread coming into work. I've never had that experience again. <laughs> I don't dread coming to our job. Mm -hmm. I, I dread dealing with a person who's charge of my group that's that's hard that's rough that's yeah the job itself is okay i mean right no <clears throat> it's just you know you have a little hitter <laughs> trying i'm trying to run everything for you oh i can't you know there's one thing i i just don't care for micromanagers and then I don't care for the micromanagers that get mad when you give them micro to manage. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
the micromanagers that, you know, they want to be over your shoulder every bit. But then you're like, hey, I have a question. Like, don't bring that to me. Bitch, you want it in control of everything. Here's something to be in control of, you fucking ass. Yeah, I hate micromanagers that don't like any... They only want to micro the things they want to micro. I hate that. Yeah. That's that's shitty. But... Go micromanage a canoe. We learn to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a general sense of camaraderie that you guys have that offsets that. Well, a lot of them smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, they do. So there's that. Um, but, you know, another week's in the books. I'm sure we'll have more adventures to talk about next week. There's always adventure. Yes, there is. We're getting warm weather, so. Oh, boy. Come on, allergies. Mm-hmm. And all that stuff. Come on, social uh, experiments. Social experiments. Pokemon community, day, community days next week. Yes, I mean, you're going to go you going to take drinking and Pokemon? That'll be interesting. <laughs> I can't catch it! Your phone's off! Oh my god! You're shit-talking some other dude trying to think of you. I will, I will do that. Hey, I, hey, 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 hey! I will do that! You instinct son of a... Yeah. 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 Vodka bottles off. Get the hell out of here! Yeah. That's my Pokemon. On the, on the, yeah. Yeah. I don't need you in here for this raid. You bring your... Six-year-old. Hey, respect if they're going to have a six-year-old come in on a raid because they can play. Uh, that being said... You're Amy. And you're Mal. 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 Thank you. I've been yeah. drinking today, so... I'm drinking right now. <laughs> and... We're prophets of the multiverse. And you've just been multiversed. See, see you later. Bye. Bye.